And welcome to episode 67 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Colin Kaepernick is getting a tryout this Saturday to make his return to the NFL. And the Astros got caught cheating using technology to steal signs. The Lakers are rolling and Paul George is set to make his return Thursday for the Clippers. All that much more here on episode 67 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. Then after the show, head right over to YouTube and watch all of the clips from today's episode right over on YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. So I want all your takes right down below in the comments, but we've got a jam-packed show for you guys today, so let's get right into it. Showtime! Are you ready? And we're going to start today with Colin Kaepernick. The news broke yesterday that the former 49er quarterback that hasn't played in the NFL since 2016 is going to have an opportunity to perform in front of scouts this Saturday in Atlanta. All 32 teams are expected to be in attendance. This was a session that was arranged by the NFL. And what this essentially is, is going to be an audition, a tryout, a pro day for Colin Kaepernick. And teams are going to send their scouts. They're going to send representatives. If they like what they see, Colin Kaepernick may be on the sideline in uniform before you know it. Here's Tom Pelissaro with all the details about the tryout this Saturday. The NFL sent memos to all 32 teams on Tuesday, inviting them to a Saturday workout and interview in the Atlanta area with free agent quarterback Colin Kaepernick. My understanding is this is the product of weeks of discussions between the league and Kaepernick's representatives, who have expressed frustration that Kaepernick still has not been employed by an NFL team since 2016. On Tuesday morning, the league reached out to Cap's reps, saying they wanted to give him this opportunity and forum to show and say that he is ready and willing to play football again. Now, the question is why now? You're 11 weeks into the season. You're about three years removed from his last snap in the NFL. Oh, also, you had that settlement with Colin Kaepernick. Well, I think there's one guy that was behind all of this. I'll be to reintroduce myself. My name is... So to me, this is not a coincidence that this is happening now. Jay-Z positioned himself in the inside to get things like this happening. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Jay-Z didn't perform at the tryout somewhere <laughs> in between the measurements, the cone drill, the workout, the interview. Hey, look, I think Jay-Z is involved. Stephen A. Smith said the same thing this morning on first take, and it's really a positive sign for the NFL because, look, there's no debate whether or not Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from the NFL in the last three years. Teams didn't want him for his skill set, for what he could do on the field, because he was good enough to be in the NFL. Was Colin Kaepernick good enough to be a backup on 32 teams in 2017? The answer would be unequivocally yes. Now, whether or not the NFL teams, it was their prerogative not to bring on Colin Kaepernick with all the circus that followed him, but the whole narrative that Colin Kaepernick's career was finished in 2016 based on his playing ability is just outright false. Take 
take a look at the facts. He lost his job that year to Blaine Gabbard, not because of performance, but because of injury. And when he got healthy again, he was the starter again. If you look at his numbers that year, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 91 passer rating, that's good enough to be in the NFL. And we're going to find out which teams are going to be on the right side of history. And more importantly, which teams want to win some football games right now? Because, hey, you don't have to worry about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee anymore because in the agreement that they signed, players will not be taking knees on the field. If they want to protest, they don't want to be a part of the action. They can stay in the tunnel. They can stay in the locker room. And that is what you're going to see with Colin Kaepernick. So he's not going to be taking a knee on the field unless it's in victory formation. That's when you're going to see Colin Kaepernick taking knees, and there's a lot of teams that could use his services right now. And I hear all these pundits out there saying, hey, Saturday, all this is is a PR stunt by the NFL. This is all a move to try to appease Colin Kaepernick, to try to appease naysayers of the NFL, but really, I don't believe that to be true. I think this is legitimate. I think they want to see him back in the league, and because you're going to see all 32 teams out there, and the most important thing to me is there's going to be full there's going to be all 32 teams. We're going to see the interviews. If Kaepernick can play, he can play. For all those saying that he doesn't want to play, well, guess what? You're going to find out Saturday. For all those saying that he's already faded, we're going to find out Saturday. And those NFL scouts, all they do is watch quarterbacks. It is going to leak whether or not he was good enough to play. We're going to find out Saturday, and I think that you're going to be teams that are going to take a flyer on Kaepernick, and they're going to want this PR stunt. They're going to want this potential boom. Let's not forget, Nike released his jersey. It sold out in a couple seconds, okay? There's a lot of people that are rooting for Colin Kaepernick and that are supporting Colin Kaepernick, and I think there's major cities, major teams, major teams that have the infrastructure and a strong front office that can take on a Colin Kaepernick. A team like the Seattle Seahawks, who interviewed him a couple years ago. A team like the Chicago Bears, who desperately need a quarterback. The team like the Carolina Panthers. A team like the Houston Texans as a backup to Deshaun. Watson because hey a dual threat quarterback as dynamic as Colin Kaepernick that's a premium in this league it's also a premium in this league to have a viable option in the backup spot this year 32 NFL teams 16 of those teams have played multiple quarterbacks it's never been a better time for Colin Kaepernick to make his return to the NFL and I think you're going to see it next week Next, we're going to talk about the Houston Astros and the bombshell report that was released yesterday in The Athletic. It sent shockwaves throughout the baseball world. Now, we all know that the Astros, they're notorious sign stealers, but what we didn't know is how sophisticated it was. Now we're calling them the Houston Asterisks from now on because in the report, it talks about their use of electronics and specifically a camera that they had situated in the center field wall that picked up signs for the catcher, then relayed it to the dugout on a small monitor, and then they used trash cans. They used trash cans and banging on trash cans to get the sign to the batter, and had that season turned out for the Astros? Well, we all know it culminated in a World Series title against the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
This story, it affects me personally. I was at game one of the 2017 World Series. Look, let it be known. I am a diehard Los Angeles Dodger fan. I bleed Dodger blue. And I was in attendance when Clayton Kershaw, he pitched a gem in game one. 11 strikeouts, no walks. First pitcher to do that since Don Newcomb back in 1949. And Clayton Kershaw was rolling. And then in game five, he's up 4-0. He's cruising. And then all of a sudden, the Astros come back. Yes, he did lose that command in that game, but it just felt fishy the entire series. And I'm telling you, there was something that was not right about that Houston Astros team. And everyone's saying, look, I get it. They're not going to take a World Series title away from the Astros for sign stealing. But hey, if they were knowingly breaking rules, I want draft picks taken away. I want major fines. Look what they did with Bill Belichick and Spygate. They gave him the largest fine that anyone has ever received in the NFL. And I think this Astros team deserves that and then some. Because look, that Dodger team, they were good enough to win that World Series. That series was razor thin. And it affected a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's legacies, namely Clayton Kershaw. If Clayton Kershaw wins that series... That monkey's off his back. He's going down as a top five all-time pitcher, especially considering how he pitched in game one. So that series really rewrote the history of baseball. Oh, and that drought for the Dodgers, it's now extended past 32 years. And unfortunately for the Dodgers, this is nothing new. You've had people cheat against them in the past. Look at 1951. In the summer of 1951, the New York Giants, under manager Leo DeRocher, they began to employ an elaborate sign-stealing scheme themselves they were down 13 and a half games to the Brooklyn Dodgers and then what they do they installed a telescope in the center field wall that would pick up the sign from the catcher and then how would they get it to the batter well they used technology themselves they had an electrician install wiring in the center field wall that would buzz in the sign to the dugout that would give the sign to the batter and then the 1951 Dodgers that would lead to the shot heard around the world with Bobby Thompson and they would go on to lose in the World Series to the New York Yankees. So the Dodgers have experienced cheaters in the past. There was the Giants in 1951. It was the Astros in 2017. I guess it's safe to say that cheaters wear orange, but fast forward 66 years later to 2017, I think the very interesting part in all this is the fact that it was an Astros player himself, pitcher Mike Fires. He's the whistleblower in all of this. He was quoted in the pieces saying... I just want the game to be cleaned up a little bit because there are guys who are losing their jobs because they're going in there not knowing. Young guys getting hit around in the first couple of innings, starting a game, and then they get sent down. It's BS on that end. It's ruining jobs for younger guys. The guys you know are more prepared, but most people don't. That's why I told my team we had a lot of young guys with Detroit in 2018 trying to make a name and establish themselves. I just wanted to help them out and say, hey, this stuff really does go on. Just be prepared. He would go on to say, I told the teams I was on, I didn't know how far the rules went with Major League Baseball, but I knew they, the Astros, were up to date, if not beyond. I had to let my team know so that we were prepared when we would play them at Minute Maid. So Fires, he's saying, hey, this Astros team knew what they were doing, and it came down to the bashing of the trash cans in the dugout. If you have not seen it, check out the great John Boy's breakdown of the trash can beating 
And now the question is, did A.J. Hinch know about it? No, A.J. Hinch, it, that's just totally normal for guys to bash trash cans in a dugout. I would say, dude, you need some help, okay? You can't be bashing trash cans in a dugout and expect that to be normal. The Houston Astros, it was systemic. It broke the rules, and they need to get fined accordingly. We're not going to take away that World Series championship. We're not going to go to Africa or wherever they sent that Dodgers merchandise that had them win the World Series and have that sent back. But, hey, there needs to be a swift fine and hell to pay for that Houston Astros team. And any of those players that were involved, if it was Bregman, Altuve, Springer, they are all scumbags if they were involved in this. And that Houston Astros World Series, it is tainted forever. It is tainted forever in the perception of baseball fans. We're never going to forget this. And when it does get proven, there's going to be hell to pay for the Houston Astros. That organization is filthy. Jim Crane needs to clean things up in Houston. And look, as far as the Los Angeles Dodgers go, does this change how you feel about you, Darvish? Yes. Does this change how you feel about Clayton Kershaw? I would say yes as well. And to all those Dodger fans saying, hey, Hey, I don't want that pity championship. I don't want that championship if they take it away from them and give it to the Dodgers. Me, this is what I would say. Next, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. They win again last night, beating a surprisingly good Phoenix Suns team. They get the win 123-115, to 115, and they improve their record to 8-2 on the year. Last night, not the best night for King James. 19 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds on 8-for-18 shooting. Missed some free throws last night. AD had a big night, 24 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists for AD. But the story last night was Kyle. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma last night, he was doing work. 9 for 16 in the game, 23 points, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc. And most importantly, 8 big fourth quarter points to seal the win for the Lakers. And LeBron was happy about Kuzma's performance after the game. Um, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. And uh, it came at the right time. You know, playing against a tough team uh, this year, they've they played some, some extremely great basketball this year so far, and uh, it was great to have, uh, you know, the Cools that, that we know it was capable of. And he was just very patient, you know, and took the shots that came to him uh, in that first quarter. Um, he, he really got it going, and then he finished it off. It's all Kyle Kuzma. Once he gets hot and he starts to get going, he's a guy he's not afraid to take the big shot and make the big shot. You saw that yesterday. Two key three-pointers late in that game, and LeBron James was feeling 
feeling. He goes up to Kyle Kuzma. He's yelling at him. I don't know if he said, hey, that's why we kept you and shipped off Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart because you fit in better with me and Anthony Davis. And that's what you see on the court. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. He's a guy that doesn't always need the ball in his hands to be successful. And to me, this big three has the potential to be a better big three than Kobe, Powell, and Lamar Odom. Because look, Anthony Davis, top five. LeBron James leading the league in assists right now. He's top five. And look... Kyle Kuzma, he's not on the level of Pal Gasol or Lamar Odom yet, but if you look at the averages of all three of them, I think this has the potential to be a better big three than Kobe, Pal, and Lamar Odom because that potent shooting mixed with Anthony Davis's shot blocking and shot making ability. Oh, and then you got LeBron James just casually leading the league in assists as he smoothly transitions into being the best point guard in the NBA. I've never seen anything like this this quickly. The chemistry that LeBron and AD have early on is something special and we're only 10 games into the season and another reason why this team is the favorite right now to win the championship is what they're doing on the defensive end. Look at the numbers with LeBron and Anthony Davis on the floor together. Their defensive efficiency is 96.8 and the Lakers as a team are allowing 101.6 points per game. That's third fewest in the NBA. So defensively, Frank Vogel he's worked out. Jason Kidd haven't heard much from him and then you got guys like Rajon Rondo Dwight Howard. There's over six first team all NBA caliber defenders on this team not to mention guys like Avery Bradley Alex Caruso defensively he's played well so this Laker team is doing it on the defensive end and LeBron James talked about it after the game. That's just been us all year Um, you know in that third quarter it was back and forth back and forth nobody could get a stop um, but we felt in the fourth quarter, if we just buckled down, got two or three stops, um, then we can kind of break open the game, and, uh, and we did it. And LeBron James, he's bought into his role. And after 10 games in, the Lakers look like the team that's the odds-on favorite, the team to beat in the NBA right now. And LeBron James, he's right on top for league MVP right now. If you look at their record, if they're going to give you 60 wins, 55 to 60 wins, LeBron's impact on this team, just look at the numbers. LeBron James, his effect on this Laker offense, it's been immense all season long. According to NBA Advanced Stats, The Lakers are averaging 108.8 points per 100 possessions in the 316 minutes that he's been on the court and 89.7 per 100 in the 121 minutes that he's not on the court. That tells you right there, LeBron James has such an impact on what this team is doing and they look like the best team in the NBA and they've got a big three on their hands with Kuzma, AD, and King James. And before we wrap here today, I want to hit you with a get more sports fact of the day. I want to know which team will have the biggest cheaters in the history of team sports. I'm going with the 2000 Spanish intellectually disabled basketball team at the 2000 Paralympics. That team used 10 players who did not meet the standard of having an IQ under 70. They would go on to win the gold medal and they would go on to get that medal forfeited. So that was just terrible, absurd. But that is going to do it for episode 67 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me 
at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube, subscribe to that YouTube channel, hit that notification button, and give me all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comments section. But that's going to do it for today's episode. See you guys Friday. Have a great rest of your day, and I'm out.